Uh, you know we were number one Christianity podcast in Luxembourg. Of course I know. I mean, I'm basically, you know, doing all the marketing based on that from here on in. <laughs> well, as well as being Luxembourg's premier Christian podcast. Yeah, for a day. Latest news, we're number seven. Are we? In Malta. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Is this going to change you, do you think? Now you've uh, <laughs> reached these dizzying heights. <laughs> I don't know. I just... I might be too big. We might have to split up now. <laughs> do you think... What is there left to achieve? There's there's nowhere to go, is there, from there? No. Oh, unless we want to aim for number six in Malta, of course. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> OK, so that's a good aim. Okay. Oh, so we'll keep going then. Oh, might as well. Welcome everybody to episode 129. That's wrong. No. You've put 129 on the top. Oh, 130. You, oh, I can't believe it. <laughs> and I, my my intros are so slick, and you. Yes, it's true they are. But we're seventh in Malta, are we? Seventh in Malta, Denmark. We were. We've peaked at 59. 59. 59 in Denmark. Whoa. We are, in all podcasts, do you know what, in terms of all podcasts? Yes. Currently, we are number 2,373 in Brazil. Wow. Well, thank you. We're in the the top 3,000 podcasts in Brazil. Thank you to all our Brazilian listeners for your support. (laughs) I'm trying not to get slightly obsessed with all this, actually. No, well. It's quite interesting. Stop it now. How, yes. how how are you doing on a more serious I'm all right. I'm all right, actually. Yeah, I'm not bad. Uh, slight cold, I fear. Mm. And uh, my, my daughter has gone to Germany. Has she? Uh, yeah, my my little baby girl. My youngest daughter, Martha, she's gone to for two months to Germany because she was due to do mm. her year abroad for uh, her of course, degree. Yeah. She's doing a languages degree. Mm. And... Um, Nothing's happened. No way of doing that. So she decided she'd just rent a, an apartment in Germany for and go and live there for a bit without knowing anybody. So if anybody's got any contacts in Hamburg, let no. me know. Yeah, good for her. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. So you've got the normal parental anxiety, I assume. Uh, normal parental anxiety. I panicked yesterday because we got a phone call, multiple phone calls from her. Right. And it turned out she was pocket dialing me. Oh, she right. got it wedged in her belt. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, anyway. All right. How are you? I'm all right. I must, first of all, can I just clear this up? Last week, I called Kenny Tut Andy Tut. That was a foolish mistake. Sorry about that. I was talking about the van on the front where he sells world-class burgers. Mm. It's Kenny Tut, you've, not Andy you've Tut. You've corrected something there that literally nobody else cared about. Well, it matters to so me. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. Listen. No, no. Now I see what a lot of my correction, a lot of time my correction <laughs> yeah, exactly. is like, actually. Yeah, exactly. I'm seeing it from the other side. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm all right, really. I'm confused about all the government messages that are coming out. Space, oh. face, save lives, protect, notice, inject. I've, got, I've just <laughs> moan, drink, bless off. I can't. There's, there's always yeah. seems to be three new words on the lectern whenever Boris Johnson... Yes. speaks to the nation 
Hands, knees, and bumpsy daisy. Yeah, something like that. That's the latest one. <laughs> is <okay>. it? <laughs> yeah. Do you think we should have a three-word catchphrase for the podcast? And and what would those three words be? In oh, fact, yes. Write, write in and suggest <laughs> yeah. them. Just, just if you could come up with a three-word slogan, listeners, for the podcast, that would really be helpful. And then we'll change it every week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just to help you remember. Yes, it is. It is. It is confusing. You know, I understand why the prime minister got confused about it because it's not easy. No, well, if you're making up the rules, it's obviously not easy. I think the average Baptist minister, if I may say so, would do better because they make the fundamental mistake of not making them start with the same letter. Absolutely, they don't. They should all begin with P, shouldn't they? (laughs) Or something. (laughs) Or they should all rhyme. You know, face, space. You know. Mace or something. I don't know, but it, it doesn't matter. We'll remember it. How about Space Face Track and Trace? There you go. I could sell that. You should be working for the government. It's much better. Well, I'm certainly confused enough, so I could be. <laughs> exactly. Oh, so you're back in a busy week, aren't you? You suddenly just, sort of plummeting just, back into busy. Exactly. I have exactly that. I was literally just preparing a funeral when I suddenly ah, it's time to start recording a mm, podcast mm. but uh, the, the two things are very similar to be honest you know the, <laughs> the, the death energy is... <laughs> thanks for that no I yeah. mean it oh also can I just can I just make an announcement to younger listeners I know every mm. now and then we get a, a 20 someone in their 20s or someone in their 30s tune in I just want to say this to you make the most of eating now because when you're in your 50s, the weight will literally never come off. Oh, Joe. It's true. You're angsting about I'm it. not angsting. I'm just making a slight observation. That's all. Mm. Thank you. Okay. So I hope I've done you all a favour there. <laughs> well, that's very good. Can I also say to any younger listeners, apparently everything is your fault. That's the other thing. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, COVID's Generally all their fault. Generally in the media, it does seem to be all your fault if you're younger. <laughs> yes. So, you know. So I hope you're feeling encouraged. <laughs> yeah. Now, My daughter was saying to me, she's saying, how is this our fault? I don't know. But anyway, there you are. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, this, no, this is something good. Uh, so at Soul Place um, mm. last week, one of our beloved members, Ruth, um said that she was developing a wellness plan for the winter. Because, you know, we've all been, I think we were talking last week about how much we're dreading the winter and, you know, there yeah, doesn't seem to be idea. much to look forward to. But I thought this was a really genius idea, like to develop a wellness plan. In other words, instead of just moaning, as I'm prone to, about everything you can't do and all the things you want to do but can't this winter and Christmas is cancelled, blah, 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 blah. Let's let's try and switch this round to, well, what could we actually look forward and do that is actually going to be good for our souls uh, mm. in the uh, over the coming winter so what are the thing what are the pieces of that we're going to put in place that we can look forward to and actually enjoy and i thought that was quite a creative exercise and write down and do it so what, that's... what kinds of things do you have in mind well i think you know for example you know going to take a retreat one weekend mm. going to intentionally try and do you know three great walks a week um, gonna you know mud wrestle with Rachel. I mean, that's the, you know that, that, those kind of things that you know we've always enjoyed as a couple. Yes, you know, just 
indeed. So it's kind of um, it's not just a physical wellness; it's kind of spiritual wellness. Exactly. As well. Exactly. That's a very what? interesting idea, I think. Hmm. We yeah. should. Uh, yes, we should do that. That's a great idea. Yes. Exactly. Uh, and I think we need it actually. I mean, yeah. you know, because. It is a bit gloomy looking ahead and thinking, you know, the nights are drawing in. Exactly right. Exactly right. It was one thing to go all through this in, in spring and summer, but it's another thing in winter. So, yeah, we probably need that kind of uh, yeah. that kind of plan. That would be good. Yeah, I, I'm really noticing the mood of people go down as the nights draw in, yeah, actually. That's yeah, that's true. So yeah. I, th- I thought that was a really well, healthy. Well, it may thing. be just that they're, they're meeting you. Have you about that? <laughs> I mean, that's always a distinct it's possibility. It's got absolutely nothing to do with the nights. It's just <laughs> nothing to do with COVID. It's just not Joe. <laughs> it's Joe again. <laughs> hey, wellness. hey, mm. well, just a cotton picking minute. I, I'm mm. going to be meeting with another listener next week, Dee. And yeah, Splendid. So there's, a, there's lots going. Some people are still want to Are you socially distancing when you meet? Well, yes, we are. Yes, of course. I mean, much as I want to warmly embrace all our listeners, I have <laughs> most definitely refrained from that this year, sadly. I'm sure they're all very grateful. <laughs> they are. <laughs> I think that's why they're happy to meet me for once. <laughs> yeah, yeah, at this stage. We know that he's going to keep at least a metre away from us. <laughs> yeah. Good. Well, we should get on. Uh, yes. Feedback. Yes. Well, you may remember last week we asked people for ideas. Um, yes. Do you know what that was like? I was. I really mm. felt after I thought of the title, what we should have called that was a pre-season friendly. Yeah. You know, it was kind of like it was playing yeah, at the game, good. but not really properly doing a podcast. It was no. sort of just you know, just getting out on the pitch for a run around. It was. <laughs> it was, and it was lovely. And also, again, thank you to people who just wrote in to say, "Hey, it was nice to have you back," and all that. We really yes, appreciate. That's very that. nice. Yeah, thank you. The fact that people actually bother to do that always touches me. Anyway, thank you very much. So we asked for further suggestions. And mm. I'm, what I'm going to do is I thought I'd do a summary. So there was a lot of fluffy and nice stuff around these and explanations as to why. But I thought I'd, I'd cut those out for the sake of brevity. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, David wrote in who said, well, could you talk about Eastern Orthodoxy? Um, and like I said to him, right. you know, who are we to talk about Eastern Orthodoxy? Not that that has ever stopped us talking about anything before. So fair enough. Why don't we do something revolutionary and find somebody who's Eastern Orthodox to talk about Eastern Orthodoxy? But that would be good, wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, I've read lots of books on it, but it's not quite mm. the same thing, is it? You know. No, exactly. And I've got a beard. Yeah, that's true. So you're halfway there. Um, <laughs> He'd also said he'd like some more wisdom from Ethel. How is Ethel? Have you heard from her recently? She's... I haven't heard from her at all. She's no, conspicuous not, in her... subconsciously, nor <laughs> consciously. Uh, OK, well, there yeah, we go. She has been absent a bit, hasn't she? It's almost like I've run out of jokes. But uh, <laughs> that can't be the case. We'll get in touch cause... with her. We'll get in touch yeah. with her. Yeah. Christina wrote in saying she'd like to talk about the impact or influence that the Victorian era has had on our faith and on our interpretation of the Bible. And I thought that'd be right up your street because, I mean, yeah, that, that plugs your whole history buttons. And... Well, it sort of does. Yes, it's interesting. I wonder what she meant. Well, I'd have to read the whole email. Oh, OK. <laughs> well, perhaps if you'd forward it to me, I'll have a look. OK, yeah, I'll do that. I heard Rob Bell say something interesting um, not so long ago, about the roots of the word radical. Radix, is it, in Latin? Yeah. And he mm. was saying that 
you know, when someone's called a radical, that word actually means roots. So they're not radical because they're leaving the tradition and going way off piste and, you know, branching forward. More often than not, they are going back to the roots of a tradition to Mm. recover what's been lost, Mm. Um, which I thought was quite interesting. As I believe in the word radish. Yes, indeed. Being a root vegetable. Quite right, too. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Mm. I might Mm. have made that up, but it's quite Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Okay, moving on. Uh, Gareth uh, wrote in, picking up on something we said about God not being a cosmic Santa Claus. I Mm. can't remember. We did say that, I think, at some point. And says, it got me thinking, I agree that we shouldn't expect God to be dishing out miracles like Santa with presents. Yet I want to ask, what should we expect from God? What Mm. is it we expect from the divine? Or has God already done so much we shouldn't expect anything and just be grateful? Especially for a Christian such as me, a white Western male with an income, a home, food and table. Have I already begun so much that to expect anything else of God is unreasonable and greedy? If, however, it isn't unreasonable to expect from God, I wondered if you were to write a job advert or a Lonely Hearts column looking for a local unemployed or unattached God to apply, what would it say? (laughs) I quite like that. (laughs) So, you know, what is it that God should be doing and what can we be expecting from God? You know, what's reasonable Mm. to expect? That's that's a good, good question. Yeah, yeah, no, I think that's a really interesting question, actually. Yeah, I'm not sure I have a really interesting answer, but uh, again, when has that ever stopped us? <laughs> exactly. Man, we would exhaust that column very quickly if we were reliant on that. <laughs> anyway, Peter wrote in, uh, lovely Peter, saying uh, it'd be good to talk about race and white fragility. He says, I don't think it is possible for us as a white European Christians to honestly address this topic without A, developing patience, B, acknowledging our deeply hidden shadow and C, embarking on a new journey with the divine. So uh, that's good. And he was also quite affirming of the topics and saw a link between all the topics we discussed, actually. Coming mm. up, um, Frank says he'd like us to talk about transmitting the faith to children while you yourself are going through a midlife crisis. Well, we did talk about that a bit, didn't we? Anyway, yeah, no, we could talk about that again. Yeah. I mean, particularly, I think with these kinds of things, if people, if listeners have insights... Yes, to this. That's Always. that's really helpful, you know. That's, that's but good. I think I think we could uh, revisit that topic. Yeah, that'd be good. And uh, Danielle from the the USA. <laughs> the reason I <laughs> say from the USA will be obvious. She says an right. episode on you both talking about US politics at some point. Mm. <laughs> well, I think the only way well, we could talk about it is if we both shouted over each other. <laughs> exactly. Oh, if shut someone... up, man. Shut up. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think maybe um, actually, one you know the Victorian thing that was said about earlier. Maybe that we could bring it into that kind of thing because uh, the way that politics and religion have been, or politics mm. and Christianity rather, have been connected in in the UK is very different to the yeah. way. Yes. Um, okay. Been connected in the in in the US, I think. So yeah. Great. Talk about that. Yeah. Again. I don't know what right we have to talk about US politics again. Again. It might, it might be better for us to find, you know, yeah. an American. Just a thought. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> okay. And uh, good to... I had a Zoom call with some uh, listeners this week who are going through a bit of a torrid time at their church. You know who you are. Lots of love to you both. And to get an email from Maya, it's spelled M-A-J-A. Anyway, the point about Maya's email was uh, it told quite a story. And she's from Denmark. So 
Hello, Denmark. Let's see if we can get up to, uh, let's say, let's say 150th favourite Christian podcast. Excuse me, our peak position is 59. That's probably (laughs) Maya then downloading. (laughs) I guess that was it. Yeah. Thanks, Maya. (laughs) (laughs) Denmark's 59th favourite Christian podcast. (laughs) It's astounding. (laughs) This joke is going to run. It is. It's beautiful. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, uh, well, everyone, we're back in the saddle, as they say. Mm. And um, now you were talking last week about you on one of your list of subjects to talk about. So I'm blaming you. Okay. You you wanted to talk about patience. Um, mm. So uh, my first question to you, esteemed author, international author and speaker, mm, Nick you. Page, mm. is mm. what made you mm. want to talk about patience? Well, a couple of aspects to it, really. I mean, mm. one one is as I've mentioned, I was reading a, this book by Alan Crider, which is very mm. interesting, which I'll I'll touch on later on. Um, also, another book that's hugely influenced me uh, in in sort of recent years was a book by W. H. Vanston called The Statue of Waiting, which I think I've mentioned on the podcast before, which is again looking at um, what it is to be acted upon, what it is to mm. have to wait. Um, and and the revolutionary nature of Christian teaching on that, but mm. I suppose it's just more the context really. Here we are; we found ourselves in in a situation where we can do nothing but wait. Mm. There isn't anything we can do about this. We have to wait it out, really. Yeah, you know, for the normal person. Yeah, and I'm in that situation, and so you're learning to be patient day by day. And at the same time, I'm shouting at my internet for not being fast enough. <laughs> yeah, because you had to wait a second. <laughs> exactly. And and yeah. And for right. me, it kind of brought into focus this thing that we are now in a society where we expect everything immediately, really. Mm. And, yeah. And we have, as I said before, I think a kind of view of an Amazon mm. Prime spirituality yeah. as well. You know, and yeah. everything has to be delivered the next day. Mm. No, we don't have to wait for anything. I mean, it no. happened really with the credit yeah. boom in 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 the nineties, eighties, and nineties. You know, yeah. Do you remember the was it Access Card, which was take the waiting out of wanting? Yeah, you know, it, that's right. Yeah, yeah. You don't gosh, have to yeah. wait for your birthday or wait for Christmas or wait and save no. up. You just did it, and yeah. that's got faster and faster and faster. So we're in a mm. society where everything is immediate. Uh, everything has to happen now. We expect instant solutions and we're faced with a crisis that has no instant mm. solution. Mm. And so I think on a, on, a, on a personal level and on a societal level, we, we need to rediscover patience. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of was the immediate thing that I was thinking. About. Yeah. Everybody seems so impatient and yet we're stuck in this um, vortex of having yeah. to wait. Yeah. You know? I, I think that's really helpful to name it as patience, as what we're mm. needing. It's a bit like when we when we talked about kindness. You know, sometimes we talk about love and no one really knows what love means. It can mean a lot of different things. But when you talk about kindness, I think you, you can get a much clearer picture of what kindness looks like in different situations. And the only thing I was thinking about is I'm not bringing much to the table on this topic of patience because, you know, I am so hopelessly impatient probably. But I was I was... I thought it was interesting that Paul, when he lists what love is, mm. he basically starts with two very proactive statements and then he talks a bit about what it isn't, but he he basically says love is patient. That's his opening words. Yes, yes. Love is patient, love yeah. is kind. Yes. And I, uh, that spun me off in a few directions in terms of, you know, like you could say, 
how do I know if someone loves me? Well, are they patient and kind? How do you know if you love yourself? Are you patient and kind towards mm. yourself? I mean, yeah, anyway, I, I don't know whether that's helpful or not, but it is interesting that Paul chooses to lead, to lead with patience. Absolutely, and Crider in his book, um, which I'll put a link in the show notes, it's, it's called mm. The Patient Ferment of the Early Church, points out, mm. as I said before, he points out that the, the early church wrote three, there are three major treatises on patience and not a single one on evangelism. You yeah. know, they, 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 and the reason was because they had to suffer stuff. They, mm. they, they were not in power. That, I think, is another reason why we don't really understand patience these days. Mm. We, don't have, we don't want it in politics. We don't want it in real life. We don't want it in any, any aspect. Because, actually, we've been in power for so long mm. that we're used... You know, if you're in power, mm. you don't have to be patient. You can just... You can just... Yeah. You order it, it gets Make done. Make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. And so the church has been in power for a long time. And so I think teaching on patience has been absent. And instead, we've bought into... A kind of cult of activity and a cult of, of you know you've got to be proactive you've got to be mm. productive you've got to be mm. doing stuff now i'm not saying that's not it, it, we, there isn't stuff we're supposed to be doing and the mm. early church did loads of stuff mm. but it didn't have any power mm. in political terms or social terms it had no mm. power whatsoever so it it could be it was at the mercy of other people it could be acted upon and it's in that point when the witness happens so the root yeah. of the word patience, let's go back to etymology. Yeah. Um, the, when we talk about the passion of Christ, for example, yeah. it's the same root okay. as the word patient, uh, pasco. Um, it, it, and it means, it doesn't mean to, to we think about the suffering of Christ, uh, the, pa the passion of Christ as Christ's suffering, you know, yeah. as the pain. Yeah. Actually, that's not it. The, oh. the passion of Christ was he, being acted upon. Because Pasco means to be to have stuff done to you, to be done to. Is it? Yeah. You're teaching me stuff here. I did not know. That's this. why you get the word patient, because right. you, you have to lie there and wait, yeah. and stuff is done to you. Yeah. So the the passion of Christ begins at that moment when he's handed over, where he is dressed and undressed, where he is mm. tried, where he is you know shouted at, spat at, mm. all that stuff, and for the early church. It, it was incredibly important um, the way they behaved in that, that manner because they were being Christ-like mm. in that moment. And yeah. they were being being a witness. I, I think it's, um, I think Vanston points out that in, in Mark's gospel, Jesus does absolutely nothing significant on the cross in Mark's account. Right. And yet the, the centurion, the soldier standing nearby goes, this was the son of God. So yeah. Nothing happens. Yeah, there's no bells and, yet, and whistles, yeah. No, but it's in the patience, in the suffering that we witness. Now, that's another reason why I'm so interested and excited about it, because I, I think we have a problem understanding, so often in mid-faith crisis, mm. what it means to witness. Mm. How do we witness nowadays? Yeah. You know, because we're no longer giving out tracts or, yeah. you know. Knocking on people's doors and asking what no. would happen if they were to be knocked over by a bus tonight. Yeah. But, but for the early church, the patience was the witness. Yeah. The way they behaved was the witness. That, that's the important um, thing. And that is both very scary, but also makes complete sense, doesn't it? Like, like if you want someone to have life in all its abundance, then you better look like you're having the life that's fairly abundant yeah. because you're not a very good advert. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So it's horrifying, isn't it? So on a, on a very basic <laughs> level, if you are 
if you are chuntering around the place, moaning and shouting and, and <laughs> yeah. kicking the computer because it's not fast enough, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're on a very basic level. You're not being particularly Christ-like. You're not being a very good witness. <laughs> Let's yeah. just add that guilt in, listeners. Just well, no, <laughs> I, don't, I don't mean to make No, 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 guilt. I know I'm you don't. That, you know, our big shtick in this podcast is... is you know, we are called to be Christ-like, called yeah. to be disciples. Absolutely, hundred percent. I do think it's partly as well because we're just we, in the West. We do not have any decent theology of suffering. Mm. We don't really have that at all. We have a theology of blessing, yeah. and you know, abundance and 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 theology of works and mm. you know all this kind of stuff. Absolutely, yeah. But mm. the minute people start suffering and and suffering without any kind of mm. um, clear-cut solution yeah we, we go to pieces that. a bit yeah, because we, exactly. we, yeah. we actually don't have any theology to do to help us deal with it mm. um and i mean you must see this in yeah. in, in your work and almost and every day yeah absolutely absolutely i do and actually to sit patiently with someone in their pain and to really be prepared to to go with them into it and be there with the minute is far more powerful than having all the right answers or, you know, saying something or, or, you know, dare I say it, praying for a miracle and all that sort of thing. Mm. Controversial. Well, I mean, we, no, we, we did talk about this in mm. that, the, mm. the epi- a few episodes, you know, yeah. the, 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 the prayer to endure. I mean, again, Paul yeah. says suffering produces endurance or patience. You could mm. you know, translate it that way. And that produces character. Uh, you know that's in, mm. in 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 Romans, I think, isn't it? Romans yeah. five. So so again, it's a key message of the early church mm. that stuff is going to happen to you that you don't like, mm. that you don't want, uh, and you didn't ask yeah. for. And how you act in that moment is how far you enter into the into the passion, mm. as it were, of Jesus. Mm. You know, mm. that's, that's that's brilliant. That's how you do it. And it reminds me of um, Ruth again. You know, when when she said at. Um, when she said at Soul Place that time, having been diagnosed with cancer, you know, I don't want you to pray for me for healing. Mm. But what I do want you to pray for is for courage and endurance yeah, and sure. the ability to get through it. And we did. And that's what we did. And she has, you know. Um, yeah. So I think that what we should do is, you know, I, I don't have much more to say except that I am trying to be more patient mm. and I'm trying to slow down. And, and there's a couple mm. of exercises that I'm doing. One is the sitting mm. in silence yeah, yeah, uh, a bit which I talked about last week. Yeah, which is an interesting challenge, <laughs> an experience. It really is. A I half know, hour in silence is a kind yeah. of you know, um, sitting and waiting. Other, I mean, other things that have I've tried to let teach teach me patience. I found gardening quite. Oh helpful, yeah, actually, yeah, great, yeah. Because <laughs> you just yeah. have to wait, don't you? you yeah, can't. and and you wait and wait, and then the mm. slugs eat it all. That... <laughs> yes, it's very true. So I, I don't know how whether you have other stuff because you I know you've yeah about I mean we've, we've well. talked about that the uh, it's it's one of those areas where I feel like you know for once I made a bit of progress in that because I was naturally an incredibly impatient person and now I'm sort of just averagely impatient. <laughs> I, right. so. I see that as going in the right direction. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I mean, you know, we did, we did, you know, it was Renovari that introduced me to this, you know, fundamental 
shift in thinking that you don't just sit around praying for patients and everything. You train. You mm. actually train yourself to be patient like you would train a muscle. And it's so easy to understand that, isn't it? So you try being patient with the small things to enable you to be patient in the bigger things. And I think that's what fasting is about um, in, in many ways, you know, in the Lent period and everything. You learn to say no to things so that when the real big issues come up in life, you can say no um, when you need to. You learn to control your desires through these mm. things. And that's that's a fairly key activity for us as as human beings, I think, to, to, to live a good life. So I sort of understand it on a personal level. And I want to say about, you know, whenever we talk about spiritual disciplines, you know, the old evangelical guilt trip alarm can mm. go off. That doesn't go off for me anymore. Because if you say to me, Joe, try this spiritual discipline, you know, fast for 48 hours, you know, whatever. It's not it's not about because then you'll impress God or, mm. you, you mm. know, because, you know, you'll win favour with God if you do. It's actually... You're saying it out of a sense of, well, I want you to have a great life. This is really going to help you in sport. Yes. You try yes. it. Try yes. it. You know, yes. Try sitting still for half an hour. every. I mean, really be in the silence for half an hour every day. It's not something, it's not a guilt trip to make you feel inadequate anymore. It's, it's a tool to train to have a better life. Why wouldn't you do that? I mean, you can choose not to, but yeah, it just seems like a sense. So I think it's just important to restate that over and over again, really. God loves you now and he's still going to love you whatever, uh, you know, and he's not going to love you more if you get better at patience, but it'll be no. better for you. Exactly. Yeah. And God won't love you more if you never, you know, and or less if you never practiced a spiritual discipline the rest of your life. Yes. You know, so, yes. so this is not about God's love for you, which is completely unconditional. This is about how you embrace and walk in harmony mm. with a life yes. that's good. So, um, so yeah, important to restate those things. And I sort of get that on a personal level. Is there, I was just going to ask you, I don't have an answer for this in my mind, but like, how do we get more patient as communities, corporately, or even societies? What, mm. you know, what, what can we do anything about that? Well, I don't think there is a lot we can do about it, but here's where the, this is where the Crider book comes in because his book is called The Patient Ferment of the Early Church and it mm. looks at how that how the early church succeeded, if you like. Mm. Why did it grow? Because on you know, yeah. by all accounts it should have been crushed, like so many other small religions were. Yeah. It should have just been absorbed, should have gone. Yeah. But it didn't. And his 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 idea is basically that ferment, as in yeast, you know, that actually yeah. it was this character, this witness, this different way of life and living, mm. quietly lived out, mm. uh, patiently lived out, um, that actually made the difference in one-to-one mm. -one encounters with people. Mm. That's how it worked. So I, you know, there is no plan that you could put in place. Mm. It seems to me to suddenly make society more patient. Maybe. Mm. It it will happen as a result of things like COVID that we're going. Yeah, through. yeah. Maybe people will accept it a bit more. That you mm. you have yeah, to have yeah, you can yeah, you maybe. can go forward and then you have to go back and then you have to wait. I don't know. Sometimes big things can teach that, but fundamentally, I think we're in a place of we're in a culture of rapidity, and mm. you know, uh, and and immediate uh, satisfaction. And so I mm. think the best thing we can do is cultivate it in our own lives, mm. and. Yeah, 
affect who we can affect. There's, yeah, you know, yeah. I can't. In sports, they often talk about controlling the controllables, don't they? Yeah. Now, you can't control the uncontrollable. You can't control something else, somebody else's attitude mm. or what that can. You can mm. only control what you can control. Yeah. I can only control my responses, really, mm. to things. And so I, th- I actually think that's that's mm. the only. It's not a very good answer, but it's the only answer I've got is that it has yeah. to start at the level of the yeast, the yeah. ferment. Yeah, it's good. Mm. And, I, and I think it'll be more necessary than ever because we are going. Yeah. Christianity is going to become more and more powerless. Yeah. In our society. Yeah. And that means we're going to be acted upon more, and yeah. that means that our witness is going to be found in how we are patient about it, how yeah. we respond without violence, without yeah. aggression. Yeah. Uh, without hatred, because yeah. I think that's the other thing. I, uh, the final thing yeah. I, I would say about um, patient is is the is is an activity of loving. God is God is patient. Yeah, yeah. And so we're just we're we're being like the divine in that. That's brilliant. And I think I, I think the other thing to say, and there's a sporting term for this, which you will probably remember that has completely eluded me, um, which is you know when you just make a one percent improvement in oh, a yes. few in a few areas it's and that makes marginal gains marginal gains so so i think you know when you talk about patience it can be a bit overwhelming and everything you just go oh, well i'm really impatient and everything well you know go for a one percent improvement you know that's what i'd say you know this yep. year that's you know, really helpful remainder. just yeah. go for one percent don't yeah. don't you know, don't suddenly think i just want to be a very patient peaceful loving person you just go for a one percent improvement in that that's really helpful because that's the other another thing that patience mm. gives us is you've got to be patient with yourself. We want mm. immediate improvements. Mm. We want instant weight loss. Yeah. We want instant. Yeah, I want exactly. to become a spiritual giant overnight, you know, or, mm. or whatever. Um, we think that everything can be delivered in that way, but actually, every every expert, everybody who's ever got mm. good, every expert craftsman, anyone who's ever mm. good at anything, will tell you it takes a long time. Mm. to get good and you have to be incredibly patient with yourself as well mm. yeah no good that's really that's really helpful so so it coming out just trying to get practical mm. for people you know like as the, the podcast is coming to its end um point number one develop a wellness plan for this winter very good because none of us are, you know we can see the dark nights coming what are you going to do instead of, you know, just spending your entire life moaning about, you know, how terrible it's going to be, like I do sometimes. What are the things we can do that are going to bring life to our souls and to the, to ourselves and to the people around us? What what are we actually going to do? Um, come up with some things. And then the other thing is, you know, what would a 1% improvement in patience look like? Mm, mm. And I might add to that kindness because those are the twin engines that Paul invokes in mm. the 1 Corinthians 30, patience and kindness. You know, let's let's do it for one percent. You know, improvement. Yeah. And in I those think you things. can often identify. You can often identify mm. the bits where you are are most mm. impatient. Mm. In, I I can spot now the areas. Mm. So I've tried to get, for example, more patient as a car driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's good. Whereas yeah. I used to literally hit the steering wheel in traffic jams, <laughs> and now I've realised I can't control it. And so you know, but that's just a minor point. But if you can identify the areas. An area this week where you know where are my areas of weakness no, as a yeah. patient? Where do, what really winds me up? And can can I with with the presence of the Holy Spirit? Can I really mm. do something about it? Can I not mm. get impatient mm. at that moment? 
I love that anyway. we've got to the application of this week's sermon. That's <laughs> very good, isn't it? That's good, isn't it? Yeah. And so <laughs> should we take a collection now? I think so. Yes, if we like. We're just going to play the song Freely, Freely by the Fish Folk, <laughs> as you did. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll keep playing it until you do give, in fact. It's your own time you're wasting. <laughs> Excellent. Well, we should wrap up. We um, definitely should, because we've got... No, listen, thank you for that, and thanks for, you know, putting together all those thoughts on patience. That's good No, stuff. well, it's... it's, it's it. I, I've, those are just the mm. foothills of what I'm trying to think through, but, I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure there's a long way to go. But anyway, yeah, uh, yeah thanks for that. Thanks, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, thank mm. you to all those who write in. That's brilliant. Well, yes. The email address is... Joe at midfaithcrisis.org, always. Thank you very much to all those who mm. support the podcast. You can do so mm. by visiting the website. Uh, yep. And uh, we're very uh, grateful for that. And thank you to everyone who listens. Um, yes, and indeed. particularly and all those in Malta and Luxembourg. Particularly them, yes. Mm. But in the meantime, be patient, be kind, especially to yourself. <laughs>